I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Concerning joins me now. Chris, what are we listening to? Uh, that is Sound, Sound of the City, maybe Sounds of the City by Lucero. Memphis Rockers Lucero. We're playing a festival this weekend out at Wise Acre Brewing, I believe, on Broad Avenue. There seems like a million things going on this weekend. I was looking at the, what do we call it, the to-do list over at the uh, Daily Memphian? Um, yep. And, uh, yeah, million things going on this weekend, uh, so folks can take a look at that. All right, Grizzlies play uh, their last preseason game of the year tonight against Milwaukee. Um, has Taylor talked about this as a uh, dress rehearsal or not? Um, I was not at the last practice availability, but I believe he he has hinted that that is going to be the case. And so I, I think, and the fact that he's been coy about um, the starting lineup, I, I don't know if the rotation in full will be exactly what you will see on opening night. He, now that I think about it, he did say, like, I may still experiment with some combinations in the flow of the game. But I suspect that the starting lineup we see tonight will be the starting lineup, barring injuries or whatever we see next Wednesday. And we'll start with the Zaire question. Do you believe Zaire Williams will be the starting three? I feel like the clues are pointing in that direction. I, you know, I, to me, it could be Zaire or Kennard. I don't, there's some suggestion that, oh, Roddy, Roddy started the last two games. I, I really, that would surprise me. Uh, Zion Williams would not surprise me. Luke Kennard would not surprise me. I, I, I think the default position was Kennard, and I think when he rolled that out in the first preseason game, that suggested this is sort of our starting point. But, and Drew made this point on our on our Daily Mythic podcast this week, I think it's a good point. If you're going to if you're gonna say we want this to be a competition, and then Zion Williams has the kind of preseason he's had, it sort of makes sense to reward him, you know, that way. That, that you, you sort of want to back that up. And if the long-range sort of plan of the Grizzlies, you know, is trying to bring one of these young wings along and uh, be a significant player for you, like you want to take advantage of this, you know, progress he's made and, and reward that. So I, I sort of tend to think it's leaning in that direction. Yeah, I guess. So Gabe asked me, he said, well, who do you, who do you, he asked me, don't predict who, who it's going to, who do you think it should be if the goal, and then he said, if the goal is to win, you know, as many of these 25 games as you can. Well, that's not the pure goal. Like, I think if the goal right. was to win as many of these 25 games as you possibly can, I think then you probably start Luke Kennard, if that literally is the only goal. But that's not the only goal. It's not even the biggest goal. Like, the goal is to win a title, as they always say. But then the goal is, right? I mean, isn't that, wouldn't you, yeah. if, if the goal, I, I think, yeah, go ahead. 
if you're going, if you're strictly asking what is the best five man lineup you can put on the floor, I believe that Luke Kennard is the answer to that question, given the makeup of the other four players. But it's not just about these 25 games. It's also not just about the lineup because you got 48 minutes to play, and where right. the starting lineup is, is not going to play together for 48 minutes. And so, again, I, I think either Kennard or Zion Williams is a defensible answer to this question. I think if you take the holistic approach and think about the big picture of everything, I think it kind of makes sense for Zaire right now. Although, But I think if you're just asking me what's the best lineup, I, I think it's Kennard. What have you seen from Zaire this preseason? Um, well, he, you know, he's making shots, which is good to see. It's not, it's not, it doesn't guarantee anything. Just like Luke Kennard missing shots obviously doesn't guarantee anything. But, you know, part, part, of, part of being a better shooter is making shots. And so he, that has been good. Right. But he is, he is been, he's healthy. That's a big thing. I don't think he was really healthy most of the last year. And he is playing with confidence. And that's like the biggest thing with him. He has been active. Um, he, he's not just making three-pointers. Like, he's gotten into the lane. He's made mid-range jump shots. He's been a playmaker. He, he's gotten some assists off the dribble. Um, you know, I don't think his defensive activity in terms of blocks and steals and rebounds has been great. But I, if you drill down into the numbers, which I have not done, I suspect you'll see the rates are at least a little bit higher in those areas than they've been for his career. So I think you're seeing progress across the board with him. The thing that's jumped out is he's making three-point shots, but I think he's, you're, I think he's shown more than that. Uh, by the way, on the topic of Luke Kennard uh, not making three-point shots, um, you talked to him about shooting for a piece. You have two, two pieces up. We'll get to the one about Marcus Smart here in a minute. Um, and obviously no one's worried about Luke Kennard's shooting. He has not made shots. What, 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 what did you get out of yeah, that? It was interesting the, just the, to the, read the, the conversation the, the, about shooting. Go ahead. Yeah, the Kennard thing is Drew, not me. But um, oh, sorry. Yeah. But I, I just it doesn't. It, it, I, Luke Kennard can go over, over seventy five in preseason, <laughs> right. and I don't care. Right. He, he's led the NBA in three point percentage <laughs> two years in a row. And he's been over forty percent like every year of his career, and he's in like year seven. So it's like right. entirely irrelevant whether he's <laughs> making three point shots in the preseason. Yeah. Um, all right. Onward to Marcus Smart. Uh, you uh, you've been holding off writing about Marcus Smart till he could actually play, and he, we still haven't seen him play. Hopefully that happens tonight. Right. We do believe it will happen tonight. All signs suggest that it will happen tonight. But you've written about it now, and you wrote about it is sort of interesting. Uh, you, the, the 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 when they went and got him, they had all these different needs. You need to back a point guard uh, to replace Tyus. Uh, you needed uh, a on ball defender to replace Dylan, and you needed. Um, a culture changer, and they were like, "Oh, look at this, three and one." Um, yeah. So, so, so it, it is kind of neat if it works. But let's break those down, which you did. As a backup point guard, compared to Tyus, uh, what are what do you expect? Um, you know, I think there are some similarities there in that he's a he's a middling usage player and a middling scorer, which Tyus is both of those things. The middling usage is not a bad thing if you have other places the ball can go. And I think you have a major other place the ball can go, and that is Desmond Bain. So I think he is someone, like Tyus Jones, who can be your nominal point guard but not feel like he has to control everything and can play off the ball and take a lesser role and let the offense really run more through Desmond Bain. So I think that's a good thing. Um, he's a little bit different kind of player. He, he He's not as – Tyus Jones was like – 
all about getting into the lane and hitting hit floaters. That's not Marcus Smart's game. He's going to get to the rim more than Tyus Jones. Not necessarily a lot. Not like John Morant, but more than Tyus Jones. He'll draw more fouls and get to the line more than Tyus Jones. He's a more aggressive three-point shooter uh, than, than Tyus. Um, he's also more turnover-prone than Tyus. He's a little bit more of a chaotic player. Tyus was like, I'm always in control. Like, you know, I'm not going to turn the ball over. I'm getting the line to float, or it's like a pretty consistent kind of thing. Smart's a bit more chaotic. Offensively, I don't know whether he's an upgrade or he's smart or not, or, or Jones or not. I think it's, it won't be that big of a difference either way. And then defensively, he's just the better. Okay. Uh, second thing uh, that he's doing, he is replacing, at least at some point, particularly after Jacques comes back, he will be, I don't know if he's going to be the starter or not, We'll that some of that depends on what happens with Zaire yeah. going forward. Um, but he is also, you can argue, replacing Dylan offensively. Uh, what's the trade-off there? So on offense, when you're playing smart on the wing with John Bain, he's just not going to hijack the offense as much, which is not to say he won't hijack it sometimes. <laughs> like, like, let's, let's be prepared for moments when he does hijack the offense. But, but he won't hijack it as much. Like Over the course of their careers, Marcus Smart takes fewer shots than Dylan Brooks at better efficiency than Dylan Brooks. And so the, the usage efficiency balance of Marcus Smart is not spectacular, but it is terrible with Dylan Brooks, or at least it has been in all the Brooks and Grizzlies that have had in the past, right? And so Marcus Smart is going to be, I believe, a more productive offensive player overall that's going to fit into the flow of the team and not quite hijack it as much. And then defensively, is similar to Dylan in terms of versatility of being on, like, on different matchups. But, but Marcus' versatility is twice over. Dylan Brooks, I'm guarding my guy, and I'm not right. really paying attention to anything else that's on the floor. Marcus Smart can like his guy, but he's a lot better sort of team defender, help defender, he's a playmaker. Like all, like all the little hustle stats stuff, you know, the steals, the blocks, the deflections, the charges, the, all of that. He just does more of all of that stuff. Um, just to put a little a fine point on the offensive stuff, this is a number from the column. People can read it at the Daily Memphian. Uh, Marcus Smart, over the course of his career, has taken 11, uh, 11 shot attempts per 36 minutes and shot 54 per, 54% true shooting percentage, uh, whereas uh, Dylan, 18 shots per 36 with a 50% true shooting percentage. And so there are the numbers yeah. there. In terms of defensively, um, well, first of all, you mentioned, and I, 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 I'd somehow missed the fact that there is this hustle award, uh, which is all these, and Marcus Martin Lake has won that multiple times. Is that yeah, right? I, I never paid attention. I never paid I, attention to it either. either but, yeah. but this gives an excuse. So it's a thing that NBA itself gives out. It's not. A, it's not voted on by media or coaches or anything. The NBA gives it out, and it's a. It's basically a statistical award. It's a metric award, like they combine all of these different – I think it's basically to highlight that, look, we do. We have all these tracking stats on our site, that, that's hustle stats. You can go to NBA.com and look at screens and deflections and loose balls recovered and all this kind of stuff. So it sort of highlights that all that information is available. And so they basically like add all that up, all these hustle stats up, and like whoever like has the most hustle stats or whatever the formula is gets this award, and they've given it out seven times – and Marcus Smart has won it three times, including each of the past two seasons. And no one else has won it more than once. I can't remember who. I Pat Beverly won it one year, and then some other people. But no one else has won it twice, and Marcus Smart's won it three times. Um, in terms of their on-ball versatility, 
Do they? I mean, you looked at sort of who their primary, uh, who they've guarded over the last. So, do they guard the same kind of people? Like, are they both like the kids? Um, yeah. Broadly speaking, broadly speaking, they both guard like primary player, primary right. scorers, right? These are not guys you're hiding. Like you may want to put Smart on a secondary guy sometimes if you want him to be able to roam, sort of like Jaron. But for the most part, they're guarding top scorers. And for the most part, they are guarding top scorers at multiple positions. Smart's matchups trended a little bit more towards guards, you know, point guards and small guards. And Brooks's matchups trended a little bit more towards bigger wings. Which just sort of makes sense. Mark Smart was was Marcus Smart was playing as a guard in Boston, and Brooks was playing as a right. small forward. Um, it, that may change if he's on the floor with with John Moran and Desmond Bain. But the point I always made with Dylan Brooks is that the most valuable thing about him for the Grizzlies specifically was that he was a quote unquote small forward who could guard point guards. Because when John Morant's your point guard, you need that utility. And if anything, Marcus Smart, if you're going to play him as a quote-unquote small forward or whatever, he is even more that utility. All right. Uh, there's two other things with Marcus Smart. One is uh, two other issues. One is bigger, bigger issues. The bigger issue. One is the one, one is the vibe, and two is the where is he injury uh, depreciation, whatever else decline. Right. I mean, so he's right. he's known as. Let's take each of those in turn. First, let's take the injury one. Uh, injury decline. You're not at all worried that this particular abdominal injury is connected with any perceived decline or the hip from previous years. But it is going to be interesting to see, like, where is Marcus Smart in the course of, in the in the trajectory of his career, right? Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's accurate. I, this is not a re- reaction to the abdominal thing. It's a reaction to I have heard and heard from Celtics fans or Celtics watchers yeah. who have said, oh, I think, you know, maybe he took a step back last season. Maybe, maybe the mileage is piling up and the way he plays and maybe he's sort of lost a step and maybe, you know, he's turning the corner physically. And that just remains for me. I do not have a personal fiction about that, but it is something that bears watch. I would say he's 29. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not, he's not 33. And so my hope would be that, 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 that that's not the case. I mean, there's a, there's a good reason to think that's not the case, but I, I can't declare that's not the case. So I just think that's something something to look for. You know, did Boston like you know basically get out before before the downturn or right. or, or, or not? Now, last year, as you point out, he was not all not on the all defensive team. Dylan was right. I mean, so I yeah, and, and that was a may have been a product of of a, if injury or by the way, was Stephen Adams when he came here? And I know he. Was he perceived as having lost the step before he get like? Yes. Was, yeah, and he had. Yes, he was. No, yeah, no, no. I and I and I, I felt more confident on that when I sort of made the case. So I wrote a big column about him before that first season, about sort of like the the, the environmental factors in in New Orleans. But with Stephen Adams, he had been really good in Oklahoma City, and then he changed teams, and then he had a bad year. And so Marcus Smart like had a lesser year in the same situation where he had a great year the year before. And so there's no, like, ah, it was just he was in a bad situation. It's not like he had a bad season last year, but he, he right. was not as good last year as the year before. And so, like, why is that? Is it just a year-to-year thing? Was he just dealing with this hip thing that's going to go away? I have heard that, too. Was it just, like, you know, he's a smaller guard, he's another year older? Like, you know, we're, we're, we're going to find out. Right. All right, and then finally, vibe, leadership, experience, all of that. Um, what do you make of that topic? 
he's a very, he's a really strong personality. And that's part of the reason he's here. The Grizzlies want that. The Grizzlies want that leadership. They want that culture change. Sometimes strong personalities can bump heads when you bring it, when they're like the new, you know, right? Right. Like, you know, the, you know, David Fisdale, you know, a different situation. The coach right. not a player, but like, you know, you come into a situation that's already been successful and you're, you're a little too forceful and you're, and you're, I'm changing the culture stuff. And so like, it might work out great. And it might, there might be some friction to it. And I, I think that is, again, just the thing that bears watching. It's not a thing I feel like anyone can make a proclamation about or a declaration about right now. But I just think it's something to sort of let's you know, put a pin in this and let, let's keep an eye on it as the season goes. You can read the piece over at the Daily Memphian. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. Thanks. Chris Harrington from the Daily Memphian. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.